Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw. I'm here with Jay Schneider, who's Senior Vice President and Chief uh, Operate. What, you tell me. Chief Product Innovation Officer. Chief Product Innovation Officer a lot, but this is a big ship that we're on. We're on Wonder the Seas right now, and uh, this is the first revenue cruise for this brand new Oasis-class ship, uh, the best in class in the fleet. And we're going to talk to Jay about this vessel and a whole lot more on Insider Travel Report. Now, Jay, uh, first of all, this is the fifth Oasis-class ship, but it's different. Uh, and, and, and I think you have plans for a sixth, right? We do have plans for a sixth. Oasis 6 is coming out in 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is different. Uh, it's um, remarkably different. We often talk about tradition, um, evolution, and revolution, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll find a lot of evolution and revolution on this ship. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about that because what is different about this ship from previous Oasis-class ships? So there's a lot that's different. Number one is we've really evolved and frankly revolutionized our open deck. Mm -hmm. You'll find uh, more family spaces in our open deck. We've leaned into our Caribbean feel in our open deck. It's been something that we've been working on through the years. You Mm -hmm. saw it on Odyssey of the Seas. You saw it on the amplification of Oasis of the Seas. This is our best open deck we've produced to date. Um, we've done some real strategic things. One, we've moved the Splashaway Bay adjacent to the Perfect Storm. And so you really have a space for families. Families mm-hmm. no longer have to split their time across the open deck. Um, we have replaced one of the flow riders with a new Playscape, which is really designed for kids zero to six to play adjacent to um, uh, Wonder Dunes, which is the mini golf. Um, you have our first really true sweet neighborhood that we've ever created, um, which is a transformational which is where we are right now. We're in one of the we suites. Are in, yeah. We are in one of the suites. It's got two different parts to it. In addition to um, the suite rooms, you also have a suite sun deck, um, and that is a sun deck with water for the first time. So you've got so water. You your own water. pool area, kind of. Right? You do, and it's a gorgeous acrylic pool overlooking the side of the ship. Uh, and so that's yet another um, move forward. Um, we've expanded our F&B offering. We've got two new bars that you haven't seen before uh, anywhere in the fleet, as well as a new restaurant concept called the Mason Jar, which mm-hmm. is Southern. We'll talk about that because I'm looking forward to that one. Awesome. Yeah. Bring now, your appetite. Uh, yeah, well, I bring my appetite wherever I go here on this ship, I tell you. Uh, now, this ship, you know, actually was originally designed for the China market, for the Asian market. Uh, and then, of course, because of things beyond our control, uh, it is no, it, it sort of you transformed it. What has been transformed from what was originally designed for that market and how have you changed it? So it's first important to note, we really designed these ships for a global market. Right. And so with probably one or two exceptions, Um, moving it around the world doesn't require a significant amount of customization. Signage is probably the most noticeable. Yeah, we were talking about that. You know, you want to get rid of the Chinese signs, that's for sure. Everything was in Mandarin uh, a couple of months ago, and it's now largely all in English with the exception of some of the crew areas. Um, We climatize this ship. Um, China has uh, colder uh, seasons than we do in the Caribbean. Um, however, one of the things that we really loved is the climatization. It can get cold in the aqua theater in the Caribbean in January. And so the climatization isn't just a transformational design wow, but it's also really effective as a global design pattern. And so if we could go back to the rest of the Oasis class and add that climatization, we probably would. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, um, I'm, I'm sure the, the aqua performers like, appreciate, like a, yeah. appreciate that it's not as cold. Right? Well, it's not as windy as well. And that's so that's true. another big proof point for us. Um, and so that 100% fresh air casino is just a natural good thing to do anyway, especially now. 
Um, we did transform the hot pot into a new specialty restaurant. That's probably one of the biggest changes. Um, we designed purposely um, a much larger wind jammer. This is the largest wind jammer, um, but the design is again a that's, that's your sort of uh, uh, I, I call it a buffet. It's a, it's a buffet, and uh, you know up there, but it's it's you got dining dining outlets throughout that restaurant, right? We absolutely do. Michael calls it the largest buffet ever, right. and it is just a transformational space. And so those it are just really takes look in the entire stern of the ship around. That it's amazing. Yeah, it really is. Um, I ate there for breakfast today. Me too. Food I didn't too. see you. Where? I was hiding somewhere. <laughs> doing work. Okay. Um, so that's really it. I mean, the rest of it is um, designed for, again, a global audience. There were a few things that um, just, you know, the shipbuilding cycle, it, it takes years. And so there are a few things that we had the opportunity as a result of the shift to mm -hmm. just make sure that we, we got right. Yeah. Let's talk about the statistics because this is now – Everyone says the biggest ship in the world. Uh, how many passengers, roughly? Roughly 6,900 passengers yeah. and 2,300 crew. Right. Um, it's 236,000 plus tons. Mm -hmm. um, so it is the largest ship uh, in the world. You always put another few more GRTs on there and, and add it. Because I remember I was actually on the inaugural for the Oasis of the Seas, and that was like 6,500, I think, guests, if I recall. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the goal eventually, I think we're sailing today at about 3000 guests um, for this first revenue. Um, we had something like 4000 employees on our shakedown uh, the other day. And the goal is to get obviously up to 6900 plus you're, passengers. You're doing that gradually. I think after post, well, not post COVID yet, but we're getting out of it. Yeah, we're very methodical about how we grow capacity back. That's a purposeful uh, decision by us. Uh, we want to make sure that we're we're giving people enough physical space um, as we continue to change protocols and work, frankly, together through the pandemic. Well, we're talking about COVID. Obviously, this ship was built during the COVID era for the last two years. Uh, what was that like and what did you have to overcome and how, how did the team handle that? Well, there's three or four different big challenges. Number one, it limited our ability to come and physically see the ship. And so... We did make changes last minute that we wish we could have made earlier in the construction cycle. Um, that's one. Number two is this was a virtual delivery. Um, I was on the, the bridge of the ship in France, um, but most of the team was frankly back in Miami. And so this was a second virtual delivery for us, Odyssey being the first. Um, it also it's made kind it kind of like, uh, you know, ordering a ship online, right? It, it kind of is. Unfortunately, you don't see the product as fast and often as right. you want. And for a size ship like this, you kind of wish you could. There's also no 24-hour return if you don't like something. No, I thought you could just send it back to the shipyard. I like that. And this, this, right, it's, it was built in France, though, right? It was. It was built at CDA, uh, CDA Yard in uh, on, uh, France. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. No, because some, some of them were built. I remember the original ones were built in Finland, if I recall. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oasis was. Oasis yep. was, yeah. Now, um, we talked about dining venues, and you mentioned the, the, the brand new dining venue everybody has to go try is Mason Jar, which has southern cuisine, right? It is. Um, we, have, we love our portside barbecue uh, on Oasis. It's been an absolutely phenomenal success. We wanted to try, part of our goal is to continue to innovate in the F&B space, and we wanted to try something that was barbecue adjacent. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see the Mason Jar, Southern Restaurant and Bar here on Wonder. Um, and it's a it's an experiment for us in a couple of different ways. Mm -hmm. Number one, um, it is Southern food. We we spent a lot of time talking to our guests about what they were looking for next. Mm -hmm. And Southern and a great fried chicken sandwich was something they were looking for. 
The second is we really want to keep leaning into the intersection of entertainment, in this case, music um, and food. And it does feature a lot of music, right? It does, and I think we've done, I, I'm going to let guests tell us eventually, but I think we've done a really amazing job separating out the bar side and music mm -hmm. and not making it too loud where you can't have a conversation right. in the main dining space. So that blend, I think, is, again, a, an experiment for us. And you'll also find on Sea Days an amazing brunch. And so mm -hmm. we keep leaning into pushing beyond kind of the classical boundaries of what you're used to from food, from a food and beverage programming standpoint. Um, Lincoln and team have done an amazing job really leaning into a brunch menu that, again, bring your appetite for. Any other changes in the dining aspect or, or, or returning old favorites? Well, again, largest wind jammer. Um, we have a new uh, view bar. Uh, so if you think of the forward uh, port side of the ship, we used to have a uh, cantilevered hot tub um, and is now a view bar which offers amazing views mm -hmm. the um, other with the other new kind of product we're looking at or we have on board um, next to adjacent to a local fresh is cantina fresca and you'll find handmade margaritas uh, and other handmade cocktails there uh, which is a great addition to the ship as well um, and so those are kind of the F&B changes. Mm -hmm. And then we've really amped up our teen space on the ship as well. And so if you think of the, again, the evolution and, and revolution, you've seen us lean into youth and family even more vessel by vessel. And this ship has what I think is the most amazing teen patio in our fleet. No, that is, I've, I've walked by it. I got to take a look at some more. I'm still trying to do my walkthrough. I've about done nine decks and I got uh, about nine more to go, I think, in the, after the suite. Now, you talked about this in the press conference, how this is a transformational ship. What, how do you see it as being a transformational ship? Yeah, again, I, we've been working on a couple of different things over the years. Number one, making our open decks feel like a Caribbean resort that you want to just hang out in. And I think this, this ship is a slam dunk from that perspective. Not just the look and feel, the adjacency of complimentary food offerings that you can get and bring right into the pool deck, access to beverage right throughout the pool deck. Um, again, the movement of the uh, family spaces together for the first time on the Oasis class really makes it transformational and, and really changes the experience. Um, the suite neighborhood is is honestly with the suite sun deck a transformational that space. That is a big big change because it used to be, you had a lot of suites, but they don't weren't necessarily segregated. They were, they were you know, sometimes on the stern of the ship. You had your loft suites, things like that. Yep, they weren't necessarily. It wasn't just segregated. It was the space for them felt very bespoke, and this right. gives them a, a complete experience again with a their own their own plunge pool and and, and space in the back of the ship. Um, the again the space in the back of the ship for for kids the um, playscape um, Wonderland Dune Wonder Dunes are all transformational for us um, and then for the adults the ultimate ultimate abyss right oh yeah again <laughs> part of our tradition is keeping the things that are, are people okay. love and so you'll find in the back of the ship both still the ultimate abyss flow rider um, rock wall uh, in the aqua theater and so and so those those favorites still still exist now for you what is your what are the favorite things that you like really like about this ship yeah that's a tough question I, I've got young kids so I've got a five-year-old and a nine-year-old so our movement with the adjacency of um, uh, Splashway Bay and and perfect storm meant my wife and I no longer need to separate and so in our employee shakedown that made a tremendous difference in the happiness of my wife and you know the old phrase happy wife happy life so that worked out really well um, i love the the vibe that we've created in the mason jar especially in the bar space the the musicians down there are absolutely amazing 
Um, and it's done exactly what you want. You can hear music and you see people kind of tapping their you know, hands and their legs or walking by and curious of what's there. Um, I think the expansion of the Windjammer, I mean, again, I ate breakfast there. The food is excellent. The space is excellent. Um, and hopefully you've seen the design of it. You saw a design this morning. The design is our best design, you know, Windjammer we yeah, have. It's, it's very easy to get around all the stations and uh, you can actually find places where you can squirrel away. It's And there's a few things that we're still working on, right? Yeah. The ship's not completely done. Um, we have, a, you know, the pandemic did create a few challenges. You'll notice in the boardwalk. Um, for this sailing at least, and in, in, in the, probably in the next few, um, we're missing the horses in the build up to um, uh, the carousel. Right. Um, those aren't missing on purpose, they're coming back. Uh, it was just a supply chain challenge. And then you got some great entertainment venues throughout the ship too that are amazing. Yeah. We absolutely do. Um, you know, you couldn't get a seat in Bolero's last night at 11 o'clock. Um, if you haven't seen the the frontage um, on Spotlight Karaoke is absolutely gorgeous. We re we redid the entire frontage of Spotlight Karaoke. We've created new two new private karaoke booths, so you can go in there and have kind of your own private experience if you want, or of course you can sing to your heart's content in the main in front of everybody, right? In front of everybody. Yep, okay. that's right. Um, uh, lime and co the whole open deck, the lime and coconut. I mean, there's so much on this ship for everyone right. um, that it's just you know an opportunity. And and the last thing, and we haven't I haven't mentioned it yet, but the solarium I think is our best solarium. Um, we have the strategy of water, water everywhere, and you'll mm -hmm. find water throughout the solarium. Um, yes, it's enclosed and climatized. But I really do think it's one of our best solariums ever. No, and I walked through that. It's an amazing space. I think we're having a cocktail party there tonight. We'll see what happens. And uh, but and then also, yeah, I would mention the Royal Theater is huge. It's beautiful. Uh, you do have your ice show with uh, you know that that, that it, it's, it's a, a Studio B. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely amazing ice show too. And I did see it last night. And and you know, I moved from a, a comedians in the Royal Theater to the ice show to the rock music uh, in the music hall. All in one night. How was the comedian? I missed it. It was pretty good. Well, the three of them actually. And there, there, there's the host, and then there were two other comedians. They were great. Good, good warm up to go to the the ice show, race in there, and then wait a little bit. But then I ended up seeing the rock band uh, and music hall at the end, and finally gave out at about midnight. Did you go upstairs in the rock, uh, music hall? Yeah, I did. Great space, isn't it? Oh, it's excellent. It's where I end up because they were so packed. I went upstairs and just looked at it from there, and there's a pool table and a bar. Pool table, bar, TVs to watch the experience if you're sitting too far back. We really tried to make sure that everybody could have an you're amazing... talking about my spot last night, right there with the bar, right by the pool table. Someone actually was starting to play pool, but I didn't stay for that. We're looking for feedback, so I love that you love it. I, I do love it. Now, finally... Um, we go out to 100,000 travel advisors. What would you tell them about, you know, what they should tell their clients to sell this ship? It sounds like it, it's much more, you know, a lot of, did a lot of things for families and there are other things that you've done to really make it a ship they can, they can sell to, to the family market. Well, it's not just the family market. This, is an, this truly is an E for everything, everyone's okay. ship. Um, you know, if you have sweet clients, this is the best sweet neighborhood that we have in the fleet. Mm -hmm. Um, if you have Pinnacle members, there are, there are favorites that they're used to and love and there are new things for them to try. It is, the, it is our ultimate family ship. Uh, we are an ultimate family brand and there are great family spaces. There are still great adult spaces. Again, the, the new uh, the bar at the Mason Jar is amazing. The classics that we've always had, the uplift of the music hall, all of these are leaning into things that I think uh, hopefully our guests will love and travel advisors will be able to um, 
really get people sailing again. Uh, and as we do, as we want them to come back, and although we do have, you know, uh, a, a pretty large, we have about 4,300 guests, I believe, in, on this one that somebody told me. Uh, and there, a lot of them are past cruisers, your, your, your uh, you know, your, your pinnacle class, people like that, you know, the, the, um, uh, that really are Royal Caribbean devotees, really. Yeah, um, they are. And there's, again, something for everyone. Um, we brought forward, I didn't mention, we brought forward the Giovanni's Kitchen uh, and Wine Bar experience uh, on Central Park. Which I and experienced first on Odyssey. Which you is. did, and, and we've and that space is tremendous here. It, 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 it extends throughout the entire part, the uh, entire um, section of uh, Central Park and blends both the wine bar um, and the kitchen experience into one with the great food that we've created uh, on other ships. And I just ate there last night, so it was, it was wonderful to try out again. I, I tried yeah. it. Pizza. <laughs> the pizza's amazing. The pizza's it? great. The pizza's great. And I knew that from the previous ship, so I was able to be very perfectly happy there last night when I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do, but it's excellent. Okay, I want to thank you for taking the time uh, to, talk, to talk with me about this. So this is a brilliant new, uh, the latest, latest and best from Royal Caribbean, uh, Wonder of the Seas, biggest ship at sea, but it doesn't always, it always feel like that. You, you have all these different neighborhoods. You have how many different neighborhoods? Ten? Eight. Eight, eight different neighborhoods. I got to get that right. And the newest one is, of course, the sweet neighborhood. And all these other things like Mason Jar, a lot of different things to sell to your clients and tell them all about. Again, thanks so much. Thanks a lot. I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.